multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Yeshua our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. By which you've been given to us. Shalom. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast, where we believe that hearing and obeying the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Amen. Thanks for joining us. That was a little teaser from Brayden and Tally's uh, up-and-coming Yet a Little While CD. Uh, that's the first time you know, I've heard it just a couple minutes ago, and man, sounds great. I'm really excited about it, and um, when are we thinking that it's going to come out for people to get hold of. Hopefully it'll be ready in the next six weeks or so, I'm thinking. Okay, all right. And Who knows? Recording projects can be unpredictable. <laughs> that is true. But man, it's really sounding good. And these are just all scriptures talking about yeah. the coming? Uh, or A lot of them are around the coming of Messiah. And this actual one that we just listened to, I love it because it, he just really spells out where we're at, I feel like, in our culture. He talks about the corruption of the world through lust. Mm. It's like, and that's what we're seeing all around us. There's a corruption, a decaying, just a destruction of society because people are just giving into their lust. Uh -huh. And as love and purity, our goal is to be a voice. Mm. We want to be messengers saying, no, Amen. there's a better way. And there's a way that leads to life, a, la a way that leads to joy. And so this, I'm really hoping this project really gets that message out there with music just to get the word of God in people's hearts and to say, and just to strengthen that yes in yeah. people's hearts. Say, I want to say yes to the Lord. I want to say yes to his ways because his ways are so much better. Amen. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's so true. <clears throat> We're trying to be a, a voice for the contrary, right, for God's ways. And yeah. um, it's a, such a, a powerful thing. It's such a, an elementary thing. Yeah, I, we really feel like this is really the foundation of what's going to help us overcome the evil one, this idea of uh, being steadfast and, and walking in sanctification before the Lord because he's enabled us, right, by the Holy Spirit. He's enabled us to walk a holy life, and we want to strive for that. We don't want to yeah. settle for second best. We don't want to settle for what the enemy would have. Um, so that's a little taste of that coming up, the Yet a Little While CD. Also, Real quickly, just a couple things before we dive into uh, the psalm. We're finishing uh, the psalm, yes. 132. Mm -hmm. And um, so the Psalm of Ascent book, Braden has it. Um, it's, you can get it on our website at loveandpurity.com. Just a, a nice little read of the Psalms of Ascent, um, uh, diving into it kind of like we're doing here. And uh, a great gift idea, um, not a long read, um, but uh, packed full of really good um, tidbits there. So uh, look at that. And then August 18th through the 20th, we have the Above Rubies. That's our next thing coming up, our next event. And uh, we're really anticipating uh, um, a good showing and a lot of uh, sweet people coming together to encourage one another and strengthen the families, which is the uh, foundation. It's uh, our, our testimony has uh, no validity unless our families are in order and unless we can keep our families uh, in, um, in a right standing before the Lord. And so we got to undergird one another in that. And um, above Ruby's Nancy and Colin Campbell are fantastic. Um, long time advocates. Been for, doing it for years. Yeah. <laughs> for family and uh, powerhouses uh, for the gospel. So we're really excited to have them. That's August 18th through the 20th. You can go and register for that event and that'll be here in Missouri. Also, Harp and Farm, uh, August 24th through October 24th. Uh, if you're 18 to 30 and uh, you've got a month, two months that you want to come out and devote to prayer, learning to play guitar, worship, and a house of prayer, and also at the same time, get in the dirt. Uh, learn how to uh, understand the Bible through the eyes of uh, 
um, growth and growing and all the, the cycles and all the, the, um, archeological, not archeological, but the, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Uh, agricultural, yes. agricultural uh, examples that we have in the Bible. And, uh, I knew it would come to me. Yeah. Just, I mean, it might be some archeology, span find some <laughs> few arrowheads or something. <laughs> you might find something like that. We're not far from, uh, you know, some, uh, pretty historical things, but so that's October or August 24th through October 24th, um, for two months or one month, we have those options, 18 through 30. If you'd like to come be a part of that, you know, look that up also harp and farm loveandpurity.com. So we're going to dive right into it. We don't have a, this is, we're finishing the Psalm. It's not real deep. Um, but we, um, wanted to finish that before we move on. And, um, Braden's also wants to talk a little bit. Do you want to do that now? Talk a little bit about the video that you saw as we kind of go into this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just for just a few moments here, uh, my wife and I went out to the theater. Actually, first time I was in the theater in, I think since the time I was eight years old, I'm 37 now. Oh, and gosh, so man, I, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I don't know, just growing up, I just had this real aversion to going to theaters because, I don't know, just you just get exposed to stuff that you don't want to get exposed to. So right. That was kind of my perception. But I had a few friends that said, oh, this is really good. It's inspiring. And I, some people that I trusted, mm-hmm. I, I, so I took their word for it. I was like, okay, I'm going to you know, kind of go out on a limb here and go actually go see this it's film in the theater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. Uh, the way it was done was was I feel like very tasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't near as um, how would I say it, it wasn't it didn't expose the children because this movie, uh, which many of you probably have heard of, is called The Sound of Freedom, and it could have very much more exposed the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about uh, exposing child trafficking, mm-hmm. and so. It was done very well, but it did it did a great job of exposing the evil mm. of it. And I feel like if anything is needed in our generation, it's people waking up and realizing there's a battle that we're in. Amen. Yeah. There's too much complacency. There's too much just you know what can I do? You know I'm just yeah. And I was just inspired to think about the the number of things that we can do, even as far as spiritually praying. You know the weapons of our warfare the weapons of our warfare are mighty for the mm. pulling it down of strongholds. Right. And do we really believe that? Yeah. You know, can, we, we really shouldn't say, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. We can, we can begin to cry out to God. Amen. We begin to agree in prayer, begin uh, uniting with other believers in prayer mm. for this pulling down of the stronghold. Yeah. And so I just feel like there's such a need to just get off of the, the bleachers yes. and get in the field and start, you know, really yeah. contesting this evil. Yeah. I was so. just thinking, you know, it's um, like, uh, you know, abortion, you know, when, when it was legal, you know, and everyone, it was like a, an issue that everyone was a part of. Many people were very passionate about it. And I think uh, the child trafficking is something that it needs to not, not necessarily replace that, you know, but it's, it's another battle. It's another thing for us to rally around to eradicate this, to remove any laws that would further this and to really um, make this because, I mean, it's, it's essentially... Uh, almost the same thing. It's it's children, born or unborn, being taken advantage of and being um, used uh, for you know un you know ungodly horrible things. And and we just we cannot as uh, the the body of Christ uh, do nothing. And like what Braden's saying is here, you can pray. There's you know advocacy, you know calling you know uh, say senators and and representatives, and say hey, we will not stand for this. This is got to stop. And it needs to stop at the highest levels. You know, whoever is, you know, um, activating this, it's acceptable on no level. 
Right. And that, I think, you know, in the same way that maybe the movie Unplanned, you know, changed everyone's perspective, you know, on abortion, right. and really exposed it. This movie is also doing that same thing. So what's it mm. called again? It's called The Sound of the Freedom. Sound of Freedom. I don't know if, you know, you can try and see if it's uh, available or at a theater near near where you're at. I myself haven't seen it. I, I didn't have the opportunity to, but um, in, 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 at any rate, whether you see it or not, educate yourself on this and uh, make your life, make it a part of your life to expose this and to um, right. pray in your times of prayer. Hopefully you have a regular time of prayer and to bring your friends together and commit even to uh, a weekly prayer meeting for this issue. Yeah. And uh, to really, let's, let's um, what does it say? Like a shake or to storm the gates of heaven right? Um, for the, for the weakest among us, yeah. you know, and, and that's, you know, he has sent me to preach good news to the poor, mm-hmm. you know, and to uh, pick up, you know, those that are brokenhearted. So let's be about that. That's our encouragement. And we can't turn a blind eye to this. Yeah. I love the stories too, about people that in the place of prayer, they begin to receive the heart of God on a subject, whether it's for missions or, you know, issues like this, cultural issues. And so I just kind of want to give a warning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you put yourself in that place of prayer where you're just wanting to really know the heart of God, be prepared to take action. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I feel like from the stories I've heard, even going back to Corey Timboom, you know, here her family been praying for Jerusalem for the past know, 100 years or however many years. It was several decades anyway. And, but then they're used mightily. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family is used mightily. And so in that place of prayer, there's more that goes on than we realize. Yeah. And it's, and I feel like it's, as far as in our context here is uh, in our context with Aaron and I's children, we're wanting to be, we're wanting our children to be in that environment of a community that prays mm. so that they're raised up and that they, my prayers that they get the heart of God yeah. on these issues. And they're sent forth as warriors to fight these battles and that we can just really, we want to be an encouragement to you out there. Join with others in prayer. Yeah. This is a powerful thing that we need to be engaging in yes. and just cast off the complacency. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just thinking about the same thing. Well, last week I think we talked a little bit about David and how his effectiveness and the reason he received the, the covenant was because he recognized or was un- understood by the divine revelation maybe, but the heart of God and he threw himself wholly behind it. Right. And let's let's have that same heart to find out, Lord, what is your heart and to throw ourselves wholly behind it where we're able to say, I'm not going to give rest to my eyes or sleep to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord. Right. So we encourage you to um, step out in faith, to um, begin to even in, in instances to get your hands dirty in this, uh, in this um, walk that we're a part of reaching out to people. Uh, and, and it says, it's, you know, they're not even going to smell the smoke. The smoke is not going to be smelt on you if you have faith in God. You're going to be able mm. to be in the fire and not be burned. Yeah. And uh, so uh, have faith in God. Step step out. We encourage you. Uh, give it the energy. You know, cut out those mm. things. You know, because a lot of us in America, we have our, our lives completely full of things and stuff and activities. Right. And not that any of it that's bad, but it's not best. It's not mm. the best that God has for you. Cut out those activities so that you can really focus in on what God has for you and for your family to be a productive witness of his name. So that's our encouragement to you as we dive into the psalm here. We're finishing up. We're starting out on verse 13 of 132. All right, Brayton, come on. Yes. So here it is. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. And I just love this because here, towards the middle of the chapter, all of a sudden God is saying, 
yes, David, this is what I desire. Yeah. <laughs> David, in the beginning, he's, he's saying, I'm not going to give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a resting place mm. for, the, for God. And then God jumps in himself and says, yes, this is my resting place. Amen. This yeah. is my resting place forever. And so I believe that God is looking for people that will carry that heart. We look at Acts 15, and it says that the tabernacle of David is going to be raised up again. Mm. And I believe that this heart of David to, to make a dwelling place for God is going to be exponentially multiplied across the earth. Mm. And I believe that's a lot of what we're seeing in the House of Prayer movement at large is this burning desire rising up in people say, God, we want you to come and fulfill the prophecy that says that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Amen. And just these you know, masses of people, millions of people across the earth saying, God, you have said that you want to have a resting place in this earth. We're crying out for that. Amen. Come, come in your power, come in your might. And so I just, uh, I love this. God is saying, Jerusalem, Zion is where my resting place is going to be. And then tying that into on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, Yeshua taught us to pray this, God, let your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. And so I believe there's something that we're connecting to the heart of God. God desires to come and to dwell with people. Mm. And so we're, we want to agree with that. Father, come, let your kingdom come on this earth. Uh, and then Revelation talks about we will reign with him on the earth. Amen. And so there's this whole connection of wanting to be with God and to see him come and redeem this wicked world. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love the how, you know, it's also a chosenness to this. You know, they're like the Lord has chosen Zion. Um, it's his desire. He has set his name on a place. And when we, that Isaiah uh, 62 fast that we just came off of, which right. just, we were just hound, just pounding this <laughs> into our minds, you know, that the Lord has chosen Zion. Right. And, and that we need to pray towards that place, that he would rebuild it up, that he would establish it as a holy place, because that's his heart, that's his will, and that we need to get in track with what he has chosen. Right. And um, so it's so important for us not to feel like we can um, ignore that fact. And in an element, it even connects to all of like the child trafficking and the Lord choosing Zion. It's connected, like because the Lord will truth will go forth from Zion, like the Christ will reign from Zion and he will scatter the enemy with his eyes. Right. Like it will affect the entire earth when Zion is because it's the beginning of the redemption. Right. And that's what we're all praying for, all of our you know, hearts in these houses of prayer, praying, Lord, come, right? And on earth, is it, but he's going to reign from Zion, but it will reign from there over the whole earth, and he's going to uh, rule with justice and fairness for the meek and, and not with the sight of his eyes, you know, or the hearing of the ears, but the righteousness judging the poor. And so it's, it's directly connected to right. his holiness being done, his will being done over the whole earth with right. him choosing Zion. And so it's making that connection so that we can pray when we pray towards Jerusalem to say, Father, I'm praying because you have chosen and because I want your presence. Right. Amen. That, you know, that, that would be so. Yeah. You reminded me even of Psalm 122, for thrones are set there. Thrones uh, of the house of David, thrones there set there for judgment. Yeah. So like, yeah, when these thrones get set up, it's, it's, re it's representing this kingship, this authority over the earth, and he is going to, with a rod of iron. I mean, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. <laughs> all the child traffickers, all the traffickers are going to be trembling yes. when he has his throne set in Jerusalem. Amen. They, will, they won't be able to operate anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. And, and he's going to bring that justice and fairness, and, and, and all those that do evil will, will be scattered in his presence. It will tremble before him. You know, tremble, O earth, at the presence yeah. of the Lord. That's mm -hmm. something that, you know, we 
um, now by sanctification, by edifying our hearts and walking in holiness and the fear of the Lord, it's directly and it's very connected. The fear of the Lord causes you to depart from evil. And the right. Lord loves those that, have, or that are walking in the fear of the Lord. His delight is in those who walk in the fear of the Lord. Right. And so us, we're kindling that now, even though we can, you know, have moments or there that others that are outside of the faith can convince themselves that God is not present, that he's not with us. We are encouraging hearts in the fear of the Lord to do the the holy thing and the right, right thing. And then when he comes, we will we will have a right standing before him mm-hmm. and his judgment on us will be just with mercy. Whereas right. those who have not found mercy will receive the judgment without mercy yeah. and, and, and with full um, right judgment, he will crush the workers of iniquity. We live in the light of an eternity that we can't see with our eyes, and that's faith. And so by uh, encouraging our hearts to walk in it, we will be saved, right? Right, That's the whole yeah. idea that we're, we're laboring for what we cannot see for a salvation that will be eternal. And um, right. it's so important. Each element of this is connected together, and um, we're hoping to, with this podcast and with these, in yet a little while, mm. to encourage you. Yet a little while, he who is coming will come. Yes. Amen. So it's so good, and we're just getting started. We're on verse 15. Yes. (laughs) We're getting wound up. Yeah. All right, so it goes on. It says, I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. And this verse just reminds us of the promise, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It just amazes me that, the whole Sermon on the Mount, this is his first, his, his first words, really, mm. of preaching. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I love something Spurgeon said on that. He said that if he had made blessed are the pure in heart the first one, people might have just been like, oh, this is <laughs> too difficult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he makes the first rung, of the, Spurgeon said he, he likened it to a rung of a ladder. Mm. He made the first rung approachable yeah. just to start the journey. Mm. Hey, if you're out there, you're, you've been you know, harassed by the Romans, Mm -hmm. you've been overtaxed, your family is beat up and whatever, you know, you're going through all these trials, but you're blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I love how he even puts it in the present tense. Mm -hmm. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Some of it says, you know, you will be, Mm -hmm. you know, you will inherit the earth. Uh, But here it's saying there's a, there's an element of the kingdom of heaven that we can experience in the here and now as we have a as we're poor in spirit, which I understand to mean an, a, a approach to God that says, God, I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you right now. It's that humility just to say, Father, I don't have it all together. I don't have everything. I need you. Yeah. I need you right here in my life. And so this psalm is saying that he will satisfy the poor with bread. Mm. Yeah, it's a blessing of provision. He says, you know, uh, he yeah. says, you'll not allow the righteous soul to famish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we are faithful to him, we may not have the the newest and, and, and hottest trend but he will have you know we will have our sustenance he, pr- he promises that he will give us our uh, daily bread and and that's his promise even and that he was faithful in the wilderness the manna was day by day by day right. by day we got to trust him for that daily bread yeah. in our spirits and for our physical bodies he created us to need sustenance right. to put our effort into it yes not in any ways to be lazy to advocate laziness but not to just wait for the you got to go out and get the manna Eve sends right. it, and you got to go out and get it. Right. So uh, um, maybe going through hard times out there, you know, and, and you know, having a hard time making ends meet. Just have faith in the Lord that he will mm-hmm. provide and satisfy you with bread. Yeah. Amen. And then Revelation seven sixteen is talking about these people that have come out of tribulation. It says they shall neither hunger anymore. 
Mm. And I just believe this this is connected to God saying, I will satisfy her poor with bread. Mm-hmm. These people that were hungry, yeah. they were needy, but there's coming a day when the kingdom comes that he's going to satisfy their hunger. Mm-hmm. Amen. And may, may this be spiritually also. I mean, yeah. If, you're, if, you, if we hunger, that's for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Right. You know, right. so we will not hunger anymore. Glory yeah. to God. Yeah. And I think there's a whole connection there too with even battling the temptations of the devil. A, a satisfied heart is one of the strongest, I believe, weapons against lust. Mm-hmm. When our hearts are satisfied uh, in the presence of God, mm-hmm. with the, you know, it talks about a lot in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fullness of joy in His presence. Um, there's there's just a lot of really I'll be good satisfied when I'm awake in your likeness. You know, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot like just finding that place of having a satisfied heart of of being full of the knowledge of God. There's a that's a strong weapon against just boredom, mm-hmm. against just being like you know what's the next thrill I right. can have, and because the truth is is that God is an all-consuming fire. His presence is gripping. It's mm-hmm. it's fascinating. It's amazing. And so when we connect to that on an emotional level, yes, we're we're full. We're not looking for all the counterfeits. We're not looking for all the the terrible things that the devil has to offer us. Absolutely. But so I think, I think it's so important to have that satisfied, the satisfied heart. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 16. I will also clothe her. I will also clothe her priests with salvation and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. And this, uh, this verse here, it's in answer to the prayer that was made in verse nine. And it says, may your priests be clothed mm-hmm. with, with righteousness and here, the answer to the prayer is, I will also clothe her priests with salvation, mm. which which the root of that word there in Hebrew is Yeshua. Mm. He, God, the, the, the psalmist says, God, clothe, clothe, us, clothe, the priest, clothe the priests with righteousness. And he says, all right, I'll even do more. <laughs> I'll, I'll clothe you with Yeshua. I'll clothe you with salvation, and he will be your righteousness. And so it's a beautiful, a beautiful uh, message, even in the answer to the prayer. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. And this uh, Spurgeon, I, I, just, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if everybody even knows who Spurgeon is, but I, <laughs> some of his stuff, just I just love the poetic way that he wrote. He said, it's a golden answer to a silver prayer. <laughs> 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 and I just, I just love that. So, And also, there's this element of doubling in this passage. So in Hebrew, whenever a verb is repeated, mm. then it, there's, a, there's a doubling, almost like it's the Hebrew way of putting an exclamation Mark uh, at the end of a sentence, okay. and so like they didn't have exclamation marks in ancient Hebrew, mm-hmm. but the way that they communicated that in writing was to double the verb. Mm-hmm. And so, in verse nine, it says, "Let your saints shout for joy," and then here in the answer, "Her saints shall shout aloud for joy." Mm-hmm. It's the translator's attempt to capture this doubling of mm-hmm. the verb. So in the in verse nine, it's "Yeranenu," mm-hmm. let your saints shout for joy, and then in verse 16 here, it's Ranen Yeranenu. It's like the, the, you asked that your saints would, uh, that the saints would shout for joy. Well, they're going to double shout for joy. <laughs> they're going to shout aloud. Yeah. They add aloud there just to kind of capture that doubling of the mm-hmm. verb. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's pointing shout out. Shouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In English, it would be basically, yeah, they're going to shout with shouting. <laughs> shout with shouting. <laughs> but there's this element, and there's this underlying. Um, truth that we see in this that we ask and God gives more than we mm. could ask for. Amen. And so it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing that this psalm points out. 
Last two verses. There I will make the horn of David grow. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown shall flourish. So I, I just, you know, we're talking about being clothed. It's let the priest be clothed with righteousness or salvation. And now we're looking at the end here, and it's talking about the enemies being clothed with shame. Mm. It's just contrasting the yeah. two. The enemies of God are going to be clothed with shame. The people that look to God and are asking him for righteousness, they're going to be clothed with salvation. salvation. And so there's there's this contrast of what's happening. And and it was that verse in Revelation, you know, um, take heed to your you know your garments, mm. lest you walk naked. Yeah. Uh, take heed lest you walk naked and your garments be stained. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But there's this whole thing of being clothed being and, and having that protection, that, that armor of God on. Mm. The enemy wants to expose us, wants to shame us. And uh, actually, I have the verse written right here, Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And so there's a blessing, mm. a blessing in watching and keeping your garments. Yeah. And, and that's our encouragement to you today. We're living in a very wicked generation, mm. and it's time for the people of God, those that call upon the name of the Lord, to keep their garments, to to walk in righteousness, to walk in in God's truth, or else we're going to be found walking naked mm. and in shame. And so may you be encouraged to walk walk clothed yeah. with the salvation of God. Amen. Yeah, cover yourself. You know, I am covered over with the precious rubbish. You know, I'm yes. saying that. I'm just thinking that <laughs> yeah. song's going through my mind. And we, we, you know, we uh, want to pray that for you, you know, as we close out here, mm-hmm. that you would be um, clothed with salvation. Yes. The, the garments that Messiah Yeshua gives to you would be your clothing. And uh, strengthen one another. We encourage everyone to, uh, to gather in, you know, groups of two and three and confess your faults one to another. Take out any schemes of the enemy in your life and uh, walk in um, with um, your heart, you know, being um, before the Lord and before your friends. Um, yeah. that um, the enemy not have any hold. You know, that's such a, a key to uh, walking in victory over the enemy mm-hmm. and to uh, have that fellowship, that community. And uh, we really pray that for you, that you would have someone in your life that you could really trust and um, be open and honest with uh, because the Lord delights in us doing that, you know, when brethren dwell together in unity. And uh, it's a part of why we're here, you know, in Missouri, you know, in Patterson campus, um, with a lot of brothers and sisters in the Lord because we need one another and we need uh, the the flavor and the variety that each one of us have um, to encourage one another to, to move forward, you know, when we, we lose heart. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with that, we're going to uh, let all of you uh, go and uh, bless you with the blessing of the Lord. And um, yes, yeah, this is Aaron Hood and Raiden Waller, the voice of the bridegroom podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Shalom. Shalom.